You're listening to the Smut Your Mouth podcast, where we read and then discuss romance books of all kinds. Be warned, this is not your grandmother's book club. We talk all things spicy, saucy, sassy, and nasty. Get ready for your date with this week's fictional lover, because it's time to salivate over some smut. Welcome, I'm Brittany, one of your hosts. And I'm Brianna. And I'm Kirsty. And I'm Sheena. All right, this time around we read the book Pestilence by Laura Thalassa. This is a post-apocalyptic romance, so it's like the end of the world, technology, sort of in and out, desperate times. Um, (laughs) As usual, we have a spoiler warning. Um, Our episodes contain spoilers for the book that we read, so if you do not want to be spoiled, um, go read the book and then come back and listen. Uh, This week's icebreaker, what is your favorite pastime outside of reading? Brianna. Oh, I'm put on the spot. Um, Okay, so I enjoy hiking very much. I just don't enjoy bugs and spiders, so that's problematic. Um, I also love to bake and cook. And usually it's like the weirder the better, which Kirsty hates. Oh, I hate it. Um, she hates it so much. Uh, one time I put fruit in her beverage and she did not appreciate that. Um, so, yep, we're like polar opposites, but you know what? We're tight. Love you anyway. Love you anyway. Even though you don't like fruit in your desserts. Or beverages. Uh, she- or beverage, yeah, mm-hmm. fruit mixing with anything. It sounds like, except for other fruit, possibly. I I like fruit. I I like to just eat fruit. I don't need it to be in things. That's fair. Okay, so Kirsty, since you and I are debating fruit, and you were talking last, how about you go? Sure. Um, I I don't like to bake. I'm not very good at it. Um, so we're not going to say that, but I do really like to hike as well. Um, I enjoy seeing beautiful things, so or new things. Uh, kind of makes me giddy like a child when I go somewhere new. I, I enjoy that. Um, my other favorite pastime outside of reading is yoga. Gina, it's your turn. Um. So I don't know. I have like a million pastimes <laughs> because I can't commit to anything for longer than like a week so um what's your I would say I would say well currently my obsession is the Witcher 3 video game that's all I do (laughs) in any of my free time I'm but it's not like I'm like I'm a gamer because like I really haven't played that many video games so I can't say that but um I guess my only long other long standing one besides reading is probably art, but I don't I'm getting back to like doing it a little bit for myself, like, you know, not stuff that isn't part of my job or whatever, but going to school for something and making that your job kind of ruins it. So I don't know if that's one either. <laughs> like doesn't really make it fun anymore, like a past. It's been a long time since I could make for like joy. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. Two non ones, I guess. Well, they're they're totally ones. What is happening? I have unmuted. I'm sorry. 
Brianna has switched locations several times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, so my favorite pastimes outside of reading are um, I love knitting. Um, She's currently knitter. knitting. I'm, I'm knitting right now. And um, that's why I love audiobooks, actually, is that it's easy to listen to an audiobook and knit. Um, other things, I like to read while I garden as well, which is my other my other fairly, fairly big seasonal hobby is uh, gardening, starting seeds and planting them, and tending to it, and then eating all the stuff that comes out of it. I always mean to, like, get flowers, uh, but I end up with, like, more tomato plants. <laughs> Knitting and um, audiobooks are – that's, like, a really good combination. I have flew through some audiobooks like yeah, that. so, like – I feel like it's, like, gold star entertaining mm-hmm. yourself. Like, every box is covered. I think that and cleaning are, like, my top two, like, times to listen to audiobooks. Getting ready or, in like, the morning. Or, like, getting ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I listen to them in the shower. That's awesome. Yeah, I do too. Hmm. I, I also bath. I also listen to them at work because I'm able to. I don't have to do math or anything. Don't have to do any of that. Thank good. <laughs> I just do the pictures. I, I just do the pictures. Okay, some basic information about the book. Uh, an apocalypse romance series that is four books long, each featuring a different horseman of the apocalypse. Um, this book, and actually all of them feature forced proximity and an enemies to lovers storyline. Um, so that would be why I really like this series. <laughs> agreed. Sheena, do you want to do the back cover reading? Sure. Um, well, I'm just going to read mine. I think it's the same. I'm pretty sure. Okay. They came to earth. Pestilence, war, famine, death. Four horsemen riding their screaming steeds. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Alliteration. (laughs) Racing to the corners of the world. Four horsemen with the power to destroy all of humanity. They came to earth and they came to end us all. When pestilence comes for Sarah Burns Town, one thing is certain. Everyone she knows and loves is marked for death. Unless, of course, the angelic-looking horseman is stopped, which is exactly what Sarah has in mind when she shoots the unholy beast off his steed. Too bad no one told her pestilence can't be killed. Now the horseman, very much alive and very pissed off, has taken her prisoner and he's eager to make eager to make her suffer only the longer she's with him the more uncertain she is about his true feelings towards her dot 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 and hers towards him and now well sarah might still be able to save the world but in order to do so she'll have to sacrifice her heart in the process who the fuck wrote that they should be fired (laughs) that was so stupid that was painful that was bad (laughs) that's funny Screaming steeds. Horses don't fucking scream. Goats scream. (laughs) Horsemen riding a goat into town. Tell tell me how you really feel about it, Brietta. I was very upset. Don't hold back. (laughs) Thank you for asking. (laughs) 
All right, I'm good. <laughs> this is me again. Yep. So um, our main character is Sarah Burns. Do you guys remember how old she is? She was like 21. Yeah. I feel like she She's was a baby. Yeah, I was going to say like 22 Fairly or young. something. Which I really don't like when... Why do these books always have to be 22 or like 23 or something? It's like nobody lives past a 25, apparently. (laughs) No one's ever horny when they're in their 30s, guys. Duh. October Day is in her 40s. October Day spent a good amount of her life as a fish. (laughs) Okay, but she's like in her 40s. (laughs) See, I appreciate that because I feel like I'm just bitter. The... The more and more past I'm 30, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I I could fall in love, too. <laughs> you did already, probably when you were 22. <laughs> okay, that's good. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So Sarah's a, Sarah's a firefighter. She is a firefighter. In this, like post-apocalyptic like world where like the, the horsemen come and everything sort of stops functioning the way that it should so they don't really like have electricity food and like Cars. stuff is scarce yeah so like um she she talks a little bit about like wanting to have done different things with her life but because of the way that the world works like being a firefighter was just like the direction she went she went and also her her name is sarah burns I didn't catch that. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I did. And I was I, like, well, that's on the nose. I was like, yeah, I was like real creative. It took, I mean, Jeez. I'm super literal, but I didn't, I didn't really notice it until like I read it. I know. I didn't either until you just said that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, so she's at like the fire station uh, for the opening scene and she and four of the other firefighters um that have been left behind in this town they know the horseman is coming and he's killing people you know the whole way um so these firefighters are drawing matchsticks to see who's going to stay behind and kill pestilence um and so they all you know like drawing straws um and of course our main character is the one to draw the burnt match Um, so she's going to stay behind. The rest of them are going to go and leave ahead of time, um, before the horseman gets there. Which, okay, when I was reading slash listening to this part, um, how stupid are these people? Like, (laughs) I understand, like, okay, you have to try, I guess, but, like, how fucking stupid are you that this guy's been, like, riding around the whole country and you don't think somebody else has tried to kill him, kill him and, like been unsuccessful ain't nobody else had a shotgun (laughs) yeah i guess not (laughs) like i feel like it it they try to like be like oh well like nobody ever like never got to the news because he didn't leave any like survivors people have like three days to go to the news yeah before they died Agreed. I feel like they're just like so desperate and like, st- I mean, the humans in these stories are not that, they're not very redeemable. I will forgive it because it sets up the story <clears throat> well, so I'll forgive it. But I just want to point out that that's very stupid. <laughs> and if this were real life, I would not think that was 
realistic. Oh, know? gosh. Okay, so she 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 gets out there and she's going to, like, you know, hunt this horseman oh, with a shotgun. And she must have a whole bunch of other crap because then he yeah, she comes. just straight up shoots him. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I guess this their small town is on a major highway, and so he's cruising through, coming down the coast, um, and shows up, and she shoots him. Or does she shoot his horse? She shoots him. I think she shoots him off his horse, and, like, the horse is, like, kind of hit yeah. as well, yep. I think. Because yeah. I know she kills off the horse, because I was, like, she was having such a hard time, like, shooting him. And then she had, like, an easier time shooting the horse. And I was like, that would be the opposite for me. I would have such a hard time shooting a horse. I'm sorry. Yep. A man? Sure. No problem. Well, hand me the shotgun. Oh, no on both. But. So, like, and shooting him um, apparently wasn't enough. So she also lights him on fire. Um, She burns him. Sarah yeah. Burns burns him. She burns him, and he, like, begs and pleads for help, and she, like, one, doesn't want to help him because she's, like, reminding herself she's doing this for the good of humanity, and then, two, like, right. it's, his armor was, like, too hot, so, like, she couldn't even, like, she literally could do nothing except for, like, watch him die. And vomit. That's brutal. Yes. That was a really, yeah. really gory scene. I don't think I could burn somebody. I will say that much. I don't think I could burn somebody. Shoot them? Sure. I don't think I could burn yeah. somebody. Like, not yeah. on purpose. Because that's so I horrible. Either. I don't... I mean, I don't know. Depending I mean, like, on, like if it's po- post-apocalyptic, I could totally do some, some murder. I could do some murder. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say something about him. Oh, so he, like, pleads for her not to burn him, and that becomes a whole thing. Yeah. Because whenever she says please after that, it, like, pisses him off because he's like, I begged you not to do that, and you still burned me alive, so. Very, very bitter about that. It's a sore spot after that. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so she goes to sleep. She goes to sleep, like, thinking he's dead. He's not. Um, She wakes up. Tied up and host- held hostage. Her suffer because um, it's, you know, what does he say? Suffering is for the living. Yeah, all the time. It's like his whole yeah. shtick, this whole fucking book. Yeah, that's his, his mantra. Oh, my God. Well, he makes her run behind his horse because he's like, you're coming with me and you're going to be an example to everybody else who tries to kill me. You know, you think you're the first mm-hmm. person? You're not. Like... You know, yep. at this point in the me. book, I like always wonder, like, why do I like him? I like, I don't know why you do. <laughs> he grows on me. I don't know. I, got- I knew you weren't going to be into this. This is okay. I'm going to say that uh, this is a five star book mm. for me. And I'm going to preface that with saying <laughs> that I understand. I understand why it like other people wouldn't like it. But it has the tropes and, like, the scenarios and things that it just is perfect to me and my preferences. So that's why it's a five-star book. I understand totally why get it, another person wouldn't like it. Like, I get it. I've but read this one I'm sorry. This is the perfect enemies to lovers for me. Like, the fact that they're literally, like, 
trying to kill each other at the beginning and then it turns into love like that's perfect yeah because i feel like i really don't like him at this point in the book like i really do not like him at all No, he's horrible and it's like he's not like a redemption for him does not seem possible at this point in the book and and for a very long time hereafter and pretty much the whole book like i he never redeemed himself for me I I was thinking about this and I think the reason one of the reasons why it's like more quote unquote excusable it really isn't but <laughs> more his behavior is more understandable to me because he's not a human. Yes. Like he is not a person. Like he's he doesn't have morals. Like he's just he's a thing that just like came he has a to mission Earth and is like killing. So he it totally scratches that I, he can change itch. It totally scratches that he can change it. I can like, fix him. <laughs> yeah. The totally I can fix him syndrome. No. Why? Oh, I hate that I like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the sorry. not having morals thing doesn't work for me because he is like supposed to be God's horseman, like come to meet out justice on earth. So you would think that he would have the morals. Like, I understand he's not a human, but he should have some sort of divine morality. Right? Yes. Yeah, but I think he's, like, justice. Obviously not, no. Yeah, like, I feel like he's, like, just, like, meeting out justice, though. So... I mean, he was created for one purpose. It's not to bring rainbows and daisies to the fucking world. It's to kill everybody. Because <laughs> even at the end, like, he feels like he can't, like, do anything to change it. And I feel like it's maybe a little more described in the the other books, like how, because they like yeah they like well, literally too, change. I think the whole point is that when at the start when he's being like so horrible to her, he doesn't have any humanity at all, mm-hmm. and then as he gets to know her and their relationship changes, then he becomes that shit like, becomes contagious. It becomes the heart feelings become contagious. And then he has to stop at the end, right? Because he, like, and that's how she says understands. Yeah. It's Romeo. In the meantime, he makes her run behind his horse to the next town as he is, like, infecting people. So basically, how it works is he rides through towns and just him being there infects people. Um, so he just kind of rides through casually, whatever. Um, she's, like, in pain because she keeps falling and, like, it just blows, it sounds like. Um, I'm just going to say I wouldn't make it. <laughs> this were me. And I had to run any distance. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, okay. Let's be real here. Absolutely she's talking not. about running for, like, fucking hours. And I'm like, no. Behind no. a horse. Nobody. I Nobody less- can do that. I wouldn't last no. five minutes. I call bullshit. In these scenes, she is also a little bit has the hots for him. Like, yeah. she'll like describe him and still be like, "Why is he like? Why is he so good looking?" Yeah, she definitely like thinks he's super hot like right away, and I'm like, mm, "Okay, red flag, but <laughs> like, okay, guess I get it." Um, yeah, I mean, she is a firefighter, and they do have to run. Crazy long distances. This is a little far fetched. Um, For hours, though, I don't think so. I call bullshit. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I've 
I, I carried on regardless. So that then what they they stop at a random house. So like this starts the pattern of him like squatting in people's homes the oh rest God. of the book. So Brianna and I were talking before we started recording, and we said that the entire plot of this book is them going into people's houses and getting shot at. That is yeah, just it's just, just like a plot of one this book. big cycle. They 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 just like claim people's houses, chill there for a few days kill some people, leave, get attacked, and then they spend time, like, taking care mm-hmm. of each other and nursing each other yeah. back to health. And then it's, like, the same thing. Over. It's kind of why I oh. like the pace of the book. Because it, like, accelerates their, like, process to me. Like, they're, like, from, like, they go through so much stuff. I'm trash for this. I don't, it doesn't, it's bad. I don't know. But I'm into it. I just Especially, love it. like, I don't have my notes. I had all these notes. But, like, I think, like, to me, like, the whole, like, oh, I hate you, but I'm still going to take care of you. Like, clearly I still like you enough to save you kind of thing. Like, I don't know. That in the forest proximity really does something for me. I know. I just, it works for me. Anyways. So, yeah, they spend the night. Um, she has to use the restroom and like he's such a dick about it like he's not gonna help her unbutton her pants and stuff and I think she gets them on her own and whatever and he yeah, like he's an asshole like a real he, asshole he's like acting like she's gonna run away so he won't leave the bathroom and um, to be fair she does run away <laughs> to be fair she does yeah but I mean like at that point she's just like all tied up um and like pretty pretty tired after the running i suspect but so then they have to like they run again the next day and i think at this point she falls um and gets pretty badly hurt he drags her for forever yeah he drags her because she just like passes out he doesn't give a shit like her arm comes out of her socket at one point oh my god and And her clothes disintegrate yes (laughs) he's horrible Yes. I mean, he was created for one reason, so. It was this point of the book where I was like, I'm pretty sure that this is never going to be a thing that I'm going to (laughs) enjoy. What the hell am I reading? Listen, that's a very healthy way to look at this. And I applaud applaud your your wherewithal. I wish that I could apply it to myself. But... Nevertheless, I've read this book so many times, and I just love it. <laughs> I love it, too. Um, so they squat in another house after she gets her arms. Surprise, surprise. Almost ripped off, and here we are in another place. Um, this one, I think, has people in it. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, they, they all they, blend they together. They don't really surface a ton. Um, and at some, some point... She leaves the room that she's in and is able to get up and leave and decides to make a break for it. And Pestilence is waiting for her. And so he shoots her with an arrow. He basically, like, calms her down because she tries to take off. So he, like, just shoots shoots her with arrows. And then takes them out. Like, he, he just rips them out of her body at this point. And then forces her to run behind the horse 
after that. That's not even possible. Let's be real. No, it's not. It's not possible. I said I wouldn't last five minutes. This isn't realistic. Yeah. But he's also like a fucking plague incarnate. So, I mean, I have to let the realism go a little bit to go to yeah. enjoy the book. So, Well, speaking of the whole like plague thing, though. So his job is to come here and like make everyone sick and kill them all, right? Yeah. So what the hell are his brothers going to do when they come to Earth? There's going to be, like, nobody to torment. So that's how the storyline goes is, like, the end of this book explains why the the next horseman comes after this guy gets Yeah, gets but if he up. had been successful, then I guess he... they would have just been done. Yeah, <laughs> I think they would have just been. <laughs> he would have been the winner this round. <laughs> they, they, he they got to Earth, and they'd have been like, "Oh, we're just going to chill with you now, brother." Well, they did come. They came for a certain amount of time, and they like waited for humanity to like redeem itself, and it did not. So, like, they're it's like one of those like God's like really trying to give them the second chance, and they're like, "We're gonna murder you instead." Yeah. Leave us alone. This is America. This is She's in Canada. No, yeah, they're in Canada for this part. Um Well, is Canada's technically in America. Yes, mm-hmm. North America. Um yeah. so she's dragged again. She yep. gets dragged behind again. The horse. She blacks out this time because she's like lost blood. She is injured and being dragged behind a horse. A trotting horse, mm-hmm. no less. Yes. Um, I think this is a part where her arm comes out of her socket. Yeah, and whatever, it's pretty and gross. It just, and she's like screaming and screaming and then she just blacks out. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wakes up and like she's having her wounds tended to and it turns out it's like pestilence taking care of her. Yeah. He's got to keep her alive to make her suffer, you guys. Yeah. Yes. I feel like this is when he begins to tender up a little bit. He's pretty cold at this point yet, though, because, like... He is, but, like... But they hold hands. But they do hold hands. They do hold hands at this part. There's, there's like, little flickers. There's little flickers of something. Love it. But he's still... Because she's, like, she's, like, blacked out, and she grabs for whoever's hand and says, stay with me. And so he does. He stays with her, and then he tends to her. But then she wakes up, and she freaks the hell out that he's holding her hand. Yep. So she didn't realize there were actually people in this house, but when she is, like, well enough to get up and kind of walk around, she finds this dude just dying on the couch. He's got, like, sores, and he's clearly in so much pain, and apparently, like, the last phase of the messianic fever is sores, open sores, and... Girls. Yeah, and so she's, like, trying to take care of him and ease his pain, and she gives him whiskey. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, at this point, he puts her on his horse. He doesn't drag her anymore. He puts her on the horse. He realizes she is actually fragile and she can die. Yes. Shocker. So, ooh, this is when she sees naked pestilence. He takes a shower and he comes out just butt-ass naked to dry off in front of the fire. (laughs) I think this was the point where I was like... I need some fan art. <laughs> Not for the reason because he was naked, but like I'm like, oh, I want to see what he looks like and whatever. And then I came, ac- I came across. Well, it describes his like magic tattoos. 
Well, yeah. It. I came across the cover and I was looking at it closer because I'm like, who? he looks really familiar. And I'm like, oh, if Dexter and Thor had a baby, it would be the guy <laughs> on the cover of this book. Okay. Look at it and tell me I'm wrong. Speaking of which, I did also note that I was willing to forgive Pestilence's crime of being blonde because I like him so much <laughs> as a character. I was yeah. he's the about one that. blonde allowed. I'm just gonna say, truly, there's an awful lot of of the you know blonde, long haired men in romance novels. It's very Fabio, and it's not even white. It's not even white lace front blonde. It's actual blonde, and I'll allow it. Well, I was like dying because some of the pictures that like people were like, oh, pestilence on I don't on want Google. It <laughs> like it's this guy, like this dude with just scraggly blonde ah, hair, and I'm like, that no. is not pestilence. Pestilence. Yeah. <laughs> to have like thick, flowing locks. Yeah, it's bad. You'll be disappointed. Don't do it. I've read I've read this book enough that I actually can picture it. I feel like in my um. Like, initial readings of things, sometimes it takes me a long time to, like, be able to, like, actually draw up, like, a mental... I do have a mental image, and I don't want it ruined, so I am never looking up fan art. Agreed. I'm I was right going to say, Sheena, you. you look up fan art on, like, all sorts of things. It's ruined lots of books for you, so... But we can't ruin this one. It's a gem. Okay. So, he, at this point, is, like, butt-ass naked, and he's like, take your shirt off. So, she's like, what fuck freaking out she doesn't want to take her shirt off because she thinks he's up to no good um and he's actually just trying to clean her wounds and it's like not like he doesn't have any humanity so like he doesn't like he's not really he's not really there yet he's just like he acknowledges that she's and also why he's okay with being completely naked in front of her because he just like doesn't that's not a thing to him yeah there's like no sexualization of it from his end because he's he doesn't get it but yeah. he doesn't just like tend to her wounds in this in a very impersonal way. She, he like forces her. Like it's like y'all. She's she's still like kind of partially being abused at this point of the book. Like he's not just like oh I'm just gonna take your shirt off and help you with your wounds. He's he like shoves her onto the couch and rips it's the like, shirt off. It's like a um I'm helping you, but like. Absolutely, you can still feel the hatred, and it's not like a nice no, helping you. It's, it's pretty mean. Well, it felt like being a parent and having a toddler. <laughs> she was acting like okay. A no, he didn't explain anything. It. He just goes, "Take your shirt off." I'm gonna go ahead and say no to that if somebody just demands I take my shirt off. I would. I would probably assume. He was going Why? to help me because I'm in the fucking bath. She, no, she was. And can't she reach was my in back. The living room. That's when she was yes. in the living room. Okay, but I'd still probably just do it. Who cares? <laughs> Listen. Listen. No. He's got like an eight pack. I would take my shirt off. With I, that's no what I'm saying. I'm like, why are we fighting about? Asked. I would be like, okay. Like, he dragged her behind a <laughs> yeah, horse. Yeah, sure. Be like, here we go. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm and? kidding. I'm not being you know serious, what? but yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I will keep my clothes on. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> are you having a crisis in your area? Yeah, really? How's the ambulance oh. going on? I live in a metropolis <laughs> area. <gasps> okay, 
So then at this point, like, she goes to take a bath. Like, he ends up cleaning her wounds, albeit he has no bedside manner. He's a total jerk about it. But she goes to take a bath. Um, and he has to, like, help her clean herself up. Um, oh, my God. There's really a lot of noise back there. I feel like you can feel it vibrating. It's actually better it's than it was. Loud. It's like a honking. <laughs> it adds to the ambiance. It's fine. Honking ASMR. <laughs> so then after this point, after this point, they have to go to get more supplies. Um, so they go to a hospital for Sarah's wounds. Um, is this one of the times he's like a jerk? Probably. No. And like makes... I mean, like, I feel like we get to a certain part in the book, and he's like really trying to like make sure she like. Oh knows. yeah, he he is a jerk about it. He he makes her look at all the people in the hospital because she knows that yes, she knows that that's the scene. Perish. I think I must have blocked this out. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, hmm. yeah, he's like a total shithead. <laughs> My perfect character, what would you describe him as? A total <laughs> shithead who is horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. I love it. Give me more. I know, I'm like, give me. Do we mention they're riding in the rain and she gets like severe hypothermia? Yeah. Yeah, he like doesn't realize she's yeah, dying. So he, like, takes yeah, her he to doesn't... a house that has kids in it. And she's, like, begging him not to kill them and, like, kill the kids and stuff. And he's just, like, nope. Yep. Yeah, so they all die. (laughs) Except for her. Sorry, that's not funny. I should not have laughed. (laughs) (laughs) So they all die. Oh, my God. (laughs) Except for her. She does survive the hypothermia somehow. Of course. Yeah, he's – and I think, like – he as far as her like wounds he keeps them clean like he controls like infection and Mm -hmm. sickness of all kinds so like i think it's around this point she starts to question why he's keeping her alive and she suspects it's not really because he wants her to suffer it's because he might like like her yeah so and at this point they're riding on the horse together i think and she like just chats him up no They're, chubbies you know, on the like, horse, though. We don't. We don't get any of those. No, like, no horse action. Horse action, Brianna. That sounds really bad. I said what I said. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Horse I feel like we could have said like horseback riding. You just elaborated a little bit there, but have we ever talked about how I'm like the Tobias? <laughs> Have you seen Arrested Development? Okay, go watch it. She's always saying things that (laughs) she doesn't mean to be dirty, but they sound really bad. Like that. That was one of them. (laughs) Like horse action is a pretty Mm -hmm. good example. (laughs) I just got to say, my sister one time was talking to me and she was like, Oh, yeah, we've been going to the gym. We just do a lot of butt stuff. And I was like, even I know that was not okay to say. Because I know that's not what you meant. Is this because you guys were homeschooled for a while? You know what? Probably. Yeah. I was very sheltered. Okay. Uh, okay. 
They find another abandoned house and they argue. I mean, like, this is their whole deal. I don't even know how many houses we're going to get million. to. Five um, million. And the milestones at least start to become actual. Well, this like... is this is the part where he gags her. Because they're, like, arguing. And I don't know. She's, she mouths off to him somehow. And then he's like, well, I'm going to gag you. She, and she does. tells he him ties to, her up and sh- gags to shut her, her up. Like, if he, if he doesn't want her to talk. And so he literally... Yeah, that's what it he is. He literally gags her. And then he threatens... <clears throat> He's like, okay. ...to also, like, basically hogtie her. How do they even get out of that situation? It's just, like, suddenly it's the next day and they're back on the horse yeah. again. Yeah, and they go, to, they go to Vancouver at this point. <clears throat> and this is when people attack them while they're on the horse. Yeah, like, he gets shot and so he shoves her off the horse so she doesn't get shot... Um, I don't think at that point she realized he was doing it to keep her safe because at this point, like her mugs all over the news because people think that pestilence took her hostage, which is true. Um, but in just a hot second, we're going to see how very not correct that is, unless it is a Stockholm syndrome speaking. It probably is. Um, okay, so she, and I think she's at this point, and isn't she helping, like, wounded people? Yeah. Like, she doesn't really run away. Mm-hmm. N- yeah, she's helping wounded people, and then he comes and tries to swoop her up on, we didn't even talk about the fact that his horse, she has named Trixie's Oh, we scooted past Trixie's skills. And she calls the horse a girl, like, most of the book, and he's like, my horse is a male it's not and Trixie. it's not named Trixie <laughs> okay so one thing that I thought was really funny about this character was how literal yes. he took everything like yes. he like that kind of stuff amused me for sure okay so then he like swoops her up yep. right and they're mm-hmm. Back on the horse, she kind of runs away, like she panics. Um, not necessarily like she's not really running away from him. Like I don't think she had a plan of like what to do. She really. was just scared because she saw a big ass horse she coming just, at her. He was running at her, but he took it as like she was trying to run away from him. Um, yeah, but they're when they're traveling. Um, yeah, they're actually walking on the water, like Jesus style. Um, so she's kind of like... <laughs> the horse is running on top of the water, Jesus style. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so he, like, goes unconscious and, like, falls off the horse because he's, like, she realizes at this point that he's, like, super hurt. And then she drags him into this house. Trixie's skills was shot, him. too, which was sad. Mm-hmm. I always felt... I like Trixie. R.I.P. Trixie. Just kidding. Yeah. Trixie doesn't die. She neither does she, she just carried people across the water after getting shot. That's fine. He. Sorry, he Trixie. I'm sorry, Trixie. People across she. the water. <laughs> we always have an MVP of the book, and I think it's Trixie Skills. This time. I agree yes. with the MVP. I think it might be. It's either Trixie or Ruth, the old oh, lady. Oh, she's they great. Go. I liked the Ruth old lady. Rob. I love them both. They were great. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so she gets him into this house um, and sort of just, like, she takes care of him, I guess. Like, Yeah, and he's, like, really, this is, like, the first time anybody has ever been remotely, like, nice to him or, like, caring towards him in any way. So he's, like, baffled at, like, why she's doing this. 
he's also like it's not i mean like it's not super necessary like his body just regenerates it's so completely like, unnecessary <laughs> yeah this doesn't even make any sense to his like literal mind why anyone would do something like this yeah he doesn't understand in any sense why she's doing what she's doing <laughs> and then they get drunk <laughs> It's like, oh, we'll leave some whiskey in this abandoned house. So I don't think we said, but um, Pestilence, like, doesn't need to drink or eat or sleep or at sl- all. Yes. But he's, like, slowly, like, trying these human things out. You know what's cool? For the first time. He can't fart either. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? Because if well, he doesn't eat, he doesn't poop. But he does eat. Well, now he does eat. Well, what happens then? Well, I was wondering. Probably that. smells like a scented candle. He's an angel. <laughs> I don't know. Should we write Laura Thalassa and what say what happened? Does he poop? Does he poop? <laughs> yes. I I want to know, but I also would probably starve him so that he just never farted around me. He <laughs> <laughs> just smelled like cheap soap and divinity. Sounds good. Oh yeah, to me. better than farts. Better than farts. Okay. So she like gets him to eat food and drink. They they drink. They almost smooch a Rooney. Mm hmm. The the, um, sexual tension, because this is like halfway Mm -hmm. through the book. The sexual tension at this point is like getting there. Like this is, I think, when it really Mm -hmm. starts. Like before, it was just kind of like awkward slash mm-hmm. you know now it's more like ooh, they're obviously into each other but he doesn't even know what that means like he doesn't even understand what's happening he's just like why do i have a woody <laughs> why do i feel things when i look at you why does my peepee tingle <laughs> look at you my peepee tingles what does that mean what what's so different from real life men at this point guys yeah, no, nothing except for that he doesn't fart. There you go. So there's the advantage. He doesn't fart. At least he doesn't fart. Now just get him like duct tape and make him shut the hell up. Perfect. He also drags people behind horses and kills off the world, but you know. Well, you know, that's, that's we're, minor we're glossing over those. <laughs> he he um, stops eventually. <laughs> Great. <laughs> After killing thousands of people. (laughs) So yeah, they don't kiss because she like is like, what am I doing? I can't kiss this guy who's like killing everyone I know. And he's like silly bitch. Like she he like she like hurt his feelings. So he's like giving her the silent treatment. Yeah. (laughs) The next morning. And she's, like, super hungover. They get back on Trixie's skills, and they're trying to go back past the water. And she's, like, going to puke from the, like, Emotion. Jesus stepping. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she, like, leans over to off the side of the horse to try to puke, and she just literally falls off the horse and, and Pestilence drowns. thinks he, she, like, yeeted herself into the water to get away from him. <laughs> yeah, he was, like... He's like, like you're you not doing? allowed to kill yourself. <laughs> oh my god! She's like, I was puking. 
He definitely doesn't understand being alive. No. Oh, but he kisses her after he gets her yeah. out of the water. Yep, that's their first kiss because he was, like, so concerned that she tried to kill herself. But isn't his, like, first kiss, like, super awkward? Yeah, she's like, I had to teach him what to do with his mouth because he didn't know what he was doing. Okay, I will oh, say God. I appreciate... Okay, so usually in romance books, I mean, if they're not equal, it's always, like, the guy is more experienced than the girl. Yeah. And he's, like, teaching her. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I appreciate that it's the other way around in this book. Yeah. No, I can appreciate that for sure. It made more sense to me than him just, like, magically knowing how to do it. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I felt kind of felt for her in a weird way because – like, if you've ever been in that situation where you're kissing somebody and they don't know what they're doing, it's insanely awkward. I just busted out laughing one time <laughs> during one of those situations, and he did not appreciate it, just to put it lightly. So, And then we yeah. dated for two years. Yeah. Boundaries are hard. <laughs> it was awkward. Well, and I only found out that he, it was still a sore spot. Like, a week before we broke up... I, Kate, my sister, brought it up to him, and he got all pissy. So he's probably still mad about it. He's probably he probably thinks about it at night when he's trying to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Busts it out laughing. That time, (laughs) that time I tried shoving my tongue down my girlfriend's throat the first time we kissed. Yeah. Okay, so the other week we got back from grocery shopping, and I had gotten these like. You know the, like, Keebler Elf, like, fudge cookies? What are they I called? Fudge stripes. I think that's just what well, they are. Fudge. fudge stripes. Well, there's fudge stripes, and then there's the fudge cookies. Fudge. Yes. No, fudge stripes. So I got those, and I didn't pay attention, but it was, like, a caramel one, which was really good. But anyway, I was, like, eating them and, like, running around, putting stuff away, and I was in a hurry. And... <clears throat> I was leaving to go like I was like okay bye you know and I'm like about to put a final cookie in my mouth before I leave and Michael leans over to kiss me <laughs> so my brain like didn't switch fast enough between me biting a cookie and giving him a kiss <laughs> I don't even know what I did like you just had a malfunction <laughs> all I know is the look that he gave me afterwards was he was traumatized he was traumatized <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't oh it was an accident <laughs> oh god anyway sorry it's so the, <clears throat> the um, point of the story is <laughs> Even after 30, you can have problems (laughs) kissing your husband. (laughs) Oh, God. Keeping it fresh, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta spice it up some. (laughs) If that's your cake, that's your cake. It's fine. It's only going up from here. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so they actually kiss, finally. And um, he's like, you're not allowed to kill yourself. And then he kisses her. And she has to teach him how to kiss. <laughs> um, so then at this point, they're like still. So they get like back to the mainland. And they find like a outpost or like a convenience store. And he grabs like a whole bunch of 
hiking um, supplies. Camping supplies. A tiny tent. A hiking, camping. And yeah, I feel like she's immediately like, we're both going in there. <laughs> and me, I'm on the other side of the book. Like, yeah, girl, you're going in there. I am not. I mean, I love a tent, but I was First like, no. <laughs> you love a good tent. <laughs> not with pestilence. <laughs> That's the only way I would like a tent. <laughs> um, so then they finally go to this other house where this asshole guy is at with a shotgun. Oh, this guy is the worst kid. And his wife and kids are, like, afraid of him. Yeah. You can tell he's, like, very domineering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an Pestulance asshole. Pestilence roughs him up. He does. He's immediately, like, calling her a whore and, like... You know, like, like the wife like pulls her aside and is like, "Is there any way I can like do physical favor for pestilence to like save her family?" <laughs> yeah. So like, at different points, at different points in the book, a lot of people seem to think that like she has some kind of arrangement with him, with like, "Hey, I'm sleeping with him, so he's gonna spare me." And they try to like do the same thing because obviously they're desperate. So then Sarah wakes up like, in the middle of the night, on one of the nights that they're in this home, um, with somebody's hand over her mouth, and it's the guy with the shotgun, and he leads her out into the woods behind the house, and he's going to kill her um, with the shotgun. Um, But then Pestilence arrives. Um, So, yeah, so he's, like, threatening to kill Sarah, and Pestilence basically just shoots him with a bunch of arrows and kills him, and then they are like, you know what, let's just leave. So they take off and what, Good choice. what do you know? They go to another house. Um, but after this is when they go to Rob and Ruth's house, which was my favorite couple that they met. They're like this sweet old couple. You are just like ready to like, go. Yeah, they're just like excited. Like they're like, welcome to our oh home. Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so excited to meet the one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, they're just they're like, like, come in. If God just wants everybody to go, I guess. You want some tea? <laughs> We've lived a long life. It's fine. You come on in, have some tea. Let's talk late into the night. I really want to hear your perspective on life. Yeah, and Ruth yeah. is like, oh, like somebody's got a crush. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious that like she was basically talking to him and about him like he was just like, a normal guy like my favorite part about Ruth and Rob was that like when pestilence goes out of the room they like ask her if she's okay like they basically check in with her like hey is, yeah are you actually like okay is this okay you know like with the situation that's going on her answer should have been no but you know to each their own well I think they I think they um their specific question was like is he like raping you basically yes. like they were making sure that she was physically okay and she's like yeah i'm fine because at this point pestilence is very like are you okay are you hungry like yeah he's <laughs> he's very concerned about her physical well-being at this point like at the last house too is why like that guy got like so like pestilence is almost like a little bit affectionate at this point like he'll like yeah by, like, um, trying to make sure she's, like, not, you know, hungry and whatnot. Okay, so they have, like, a little, like, sit down and they, like, chat into the night about 
about just like why he's there and like they ask him all sorts of like thoughtful questions and I feel like this is his first like experience like outside of Sarah of meeting like decent human beings or human beings who treat him decently um but they get the plague they do and he still gets he still gives them the plague and Sarah and Pestilence care for them, and then they die in each other's arms, and Pestilence oh, so buries sad. them. And meanwhile, Sarah's like, I'm going to go take a bath. And she's like, there's no hot water. I'm going to... I boiled water and filled up this massive tub while he was burying them. Dude, I had a water <laughs> heater die once. I had to do this. Do you know how insanely long it takes you to fill a bathtub with hot water? Yeah. There's I would no probably never way. have a... I don't love baths that much. Like, I would have to do without. Sorry to say. You like the most shallow little, like, wash your important parts bath. <laughs> puddle? <laughs> um, so, it's kind of around this point, like, with Rob and Ruth, because they were so, like, nice and kind to both Pestilence and Sarah, and, like, they kind of got close and, like, bonded with them. So they're, they're both, both vulnerable. Yeah, they're both kind of like grap trying to grapple with the fact that like he's killing everybody and like she doesn't want him to do that and he doesn't necessarily want to be doing it too. Like at this point is when he's kind of like starting to question like cuz he was so hell bent like this is my mission. It doesn't matter like I no matter what I'm going to have to continue this and she's obviously trying to convince him to stop the whole time. But this is kind of around the time when he starts to question, like, is he doing the right thing? Um, and then they go to a uh, <laughs> a bachelor pad cabin <laughs> with, like, with tons of photos beer, on the wall, tons of beer and picture uh, posters of naked women. Yep. <laughs> um, and nothing puts you in the mood like posters. Of I naked know women. who wouldn't want to. This is where out. they bone. I know this, this is, is where they bone. This I'm is where they you. bang the first time. It was the posters. Put them in the mood. <laughs> yeah, so they oh, yeah. get get drunk. They get down and dirty. Of. Yeah, and finally do the deed. He figures out which hole to put it in pretty quickly. <laughs> that he did. <laughs> He didn't need any coaching for that one. No, yeah, he figured that one out pretty good. Um, so, at this point, like, so they, they, like, do it. And I feel like during the whole scene, like, she's, like, a little bit, like, trying, like, not to be in love. Like, she's yeah. like, this is totally just physical. This is just fucking. Yeah. yeah. She says that, and he gets really mad at <laughs> and her. And he, yeah, he gets super pissed at her the next day because she's just like, it was just sex, like it's not a big deal. And he's like, you have okay. to marry me. <laughs> yeah, he rides her up to a church and then and then proposes to her, and she's like, I don't need your pity proposal, no, thank you. Yeah, and he's like, he's like pissy. He's like, this is what you do. Yeah, but I don't get how that was a pity proposal. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really get that well, part I think either. She was just like really trying to like balance that he is like the villain I he's also like think feeling it was bad partially... that she's disappointed in him or something no I think it was like we've had sex and now you've proposed to me because you have like remorse for having had sex 
maybe? Or, like, you feel like you have to? Yeah, I suppose. Like, more like... Ob- more like a... More a like an obligation. obligation. Yeah, like a religious thing. Not what I would call pity, but, yeah. That's how yeah. I took I it, but a- not pity, yeah. But that is what, how it felt, like, we fucked, we get married now. Yeah. And he, like, no, again, very literal. He's just like we made love now we must get married and she's like absolutely not so they're like arguing with each other and then um pestilence gets like shot in the fucking face by like this mob of people that were wearing with gas masks yeah gas masks and they like rescue sarah and take her to this church and she basically gets out of there by stealing this guy's gun and like threatening people and like shooting in the air and then she gets pestilence on the horse he's like unconscious he, i don't know this again she has to, reality like, dig him up though he's apparently she calls him like a massive dude at one point and i'm like oh great a giant male <laughs> <laughs> he's six plus foot he's built like this this would be impossible. Trixie sure. skills gets like lower and <laughs> yeah, does most of the work. Um finally some horse action. <laughs> okay, so she like totally picks him over these Brianna. over these crappy people who reverse kidnapped her. Yeah. Um, and uh they they're basically like at this point, like, I'm sorry about everything I said. Like, the fact that he was. Well, he was pissed at her because she had other lovers before him. Yeah. She, he, that was and their so argument. he was, like, not talking to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But after he almost dies slash gets his fucking face shot in, then they're just like, I'm sorry, I didn't beat it. And then they do it some more. <laughs> yes. do it. The smoke was pretty good, I thought. I thought it I mean I'm, well, I'm gonna say it's five star bucks, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I did not find it to be um enjoyable for me. Like I I was able to read this like while my children were about and it, it, it like didn't no blinks were there wasn't like, oh my god, I gotta put this away. It was just kinda like meh. I don't know, it gave me a witty. <laughs> I also thought she used the word ministrations a lot in her smut. I didn't mm. notice that. Which is, I did notice that. She did say essence. I was just going to say, once. I did notice she said essence. <laughs> I want to challenge, um, can we have a romance book without the word essence in it? <clears throat> That's my question. That'd be great. But I also think we've developed a new rating scale. So it's yes. gave me a woody or I read this in front of my kids. <laughs> I read this in front of my ch- children. Not out loud to them, just in, no. near, in their proximity. No, in, in, the, <laughs> yeah, in their proximity. We just yes. need to make that clear. In their presence. Um, yeah. Okay, and speaking of children, um, so at this point they start like discussing um, if she can get pregnant because they, they yeah, had like it, unprotected sex a million times at this point. So and she, she's like, oh my god, I didn't think I could. What the hell is with people in these books where they're just like, I couldn't possibly be that. It's wishful thinking. It's wishful thinking. I think she's like, he's not a human. And I'm like, well, he has sex like a human. He's got like a literal body. Well, like, yeah, well, that's his whole argument too. He's like, I can eat and sleep and do all this other stuff. Saliva? So like, 
Yes, he probably makes sense. So then they're traveling and they come across like a zealot, like fake prophet who Mm. has like these virgins established for him to like choose from. And Pestilence is pretty insulted by this. Um, Like, yeah, I feel like he's insulted in the name of love at this point. (laughs) Okay, so they continue traveling and they kind of get like ambushed, right? Like, there's an ex- it's an explosion, right? Yeah, there's yeah, an I think explosion. you're right. Like, I think they hit like a they hit like a trap. Yeah, it's like a landmine kind of thing. But basically, like he, they're both blown off the horse. And Pestilence is back. He's, like, all fucked up. Trixie's skills is, like, mm-hmm. torn in half, basically, it sounds like. Um, and he landed on top of <laughs> Pestilence. I almost said she. Um, yeah, so that was, um, like, and then these, like, guys start coming out of the woods, I guess. And they they grab both of them. They tie Pestilence to this, like, light pole thing, I guess. They, like, and they, like, him. shoot him a bunch. Yeah, and like there's driving and nails. And she's into like him. watching the whole time, just like losing her fucking shit. Yeah, and like before they start him on fire, um, they walk her kind of in front of pestilence um, away a bit, and then they shoot her. It sounds like in the chest. Yeah, with like a shotgun. and like pestilence is like wailing, even though he doesn't have a mouth. It gave me like um, American Horror Story, the freak show season it gave me those clown vibes ew don't say that that's so gross i hated it it was it was gross was pretty gross yeah it was it was brutal it was brutal and really sad their whole thing was they just wanted to basically torture him like they knew they weren't like the other people where they're like oh we'll try to get him to save us like they're just enjoyed it yeah Mm -hmm. they just basically want to get revenge and so okay but also mentally torture him if if you actually wanted to keep him down, though, wouldn't you just keep doing this to him? Well, that's like, what happens. Doesn't anybody figure that out? That's what happens in the other book. One of the other oh, horsemen, fuck. like, wakes oh, up fuck. and they know at this oh. point that, like, he just regenerates. So they just do that for, like, years. Like, they just, like, keep killing no. him. Disgusting. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, okay. th- at this point, um, somehow pestilence gets out of being crucified and burned and what have you and he brings her to the hospital which like i totally forgot about until like just now um <laughs> you know what i just and, i just realized what i was probably picturing is more like um anakin skywalker <laughs> oh my god <laughs> when he got his legs cut off <laughs> he's like crawling you know what i'm talking no. about yes. yes yes i do yeah. Yeah, I totally do. Anyway. Um sorry. Yeah. Hospital. So somehow somehow he brings her to the hospital <laughs> and he like demands that they like cure her or help her and they refuse to. Like a bunch of doctors refuse to. So he like kills them of the plague like super quickly mm-hmm. out of anger mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, not blood helping. coming out their ears and Yeah. No. And she wakes up to find that this has happened. Like there's some people who who did agree to help her mm-hmm. um and they die too but they don't die as like swiftly Horribly. or out of anger as the other ones did so she's like really mad about that that he's now used like before he was just spreading the plague and he kind of felt bad about it now he's mm-hmm. used the plague in uh like revenge or anger against mm-hmm. these people yeah um 
we didn't mention though that like she dies basically and she goes to meet death and he like is like huh well this is interesting to me so i'm gonna let you go back to your body see you later see what happens (laughs) yeah he's like he's like watching his stories okay so then (laughs) pestilence carries her to an abandoned mansion and um now he's like just a doting little nurse of a of a guy. <laughs> He's definitely got like desperate to keep her vibes at this point though because he like basically doesn't let her do anything. Like kind of gives me yeah, kind of giving me like that. Tamlin and Feyre vibes. <laughs> 125% yes. How is he any different than Tamlin, especially when he literally locks her up in this place? I got so fucking pissed at this part of the book. I will not. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> no. So they're like still kind of like in love and whatever. And, and he's like nursing her and he makes her stay in bed for like weeks, like literal weeks, like won't let her even leave the bed. And then like eventually he lets her leave the bed and stuff. But then like somehow they get into an argument and I don't even remember what that argument is. And she wants to leave and he won't let her. He like literally goes out. Before this, they do the dirty. (laughs) I don't remember this. They did. They did. And she said she was like screaming his name or calling out his name and i'm like can you just imagine screaming oh, I, about during that sex? Too. I made a note because i was like there's several times when they're like during this part. month and they're like she was like calling out. i'm like how in the hell are nope. you gonna call out pestilence like but also ew. like she named the horse but like never gave him a proper name till like way later yeah kind of like rejected it but she still could have just kept calling him her own version of his name pesty pesty <laughs> Did we just say pesty at this yeah. time? Pesty. Pesty's top match. In my oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Pesty's better, in my opinion. Oh, my uh, so, no, she, she gets pissed off because she finds out that he's been, like, spreading the plague around the world without even oh, yeah, like yeah. leaving like he just is yep. using his power he had the power ability. to do that yeah yeah he's had that ability the entire time to like super spread basically mm-hmm. um but he just for shits and giggles wanted to <laughs> ride through each town guess so. mosey on through right so that's why she gets super mad and then she leaves and then he literally drags her back in the house and then barricades her into the room and only, like, opens the door to feed her. Like, he boards up the windows. He boards up the windows and locks her in a room. Mm-hmm. But then he lets her for, go. For, like, a lengthy... Not for a long time. It's like, it's like at least a week that she is literally forced and confined to a space. And then he just comes in and he's like, I surrender. Okay, but... Okay, if we're going to talk about this, this is what I think the difference is Let's. between Tamlin and Pesty. Um, <laughs> okay, they're both blonde and they both lock up their ladies <laughs> out of helping them, quote unquote. Um, so, okay, for me, I think the reason why I am okay, well, I'm not okay with it. I don't like it. I'm like, yeah, why? that's not a good thing that he did. You know, it's not like I'm like, yeah lock me up um <laughs> surprisingly i feel like you are 
no i'm not i don't like this part and i don't like his behavior but i think why it's like more understandable to me is because he doesn't know how like he's just it's more out of ignorance like he knows that he wants to keep her but he doesn't know how to go about like you know what i mean yeah that doesn't make it better it does for me i do i I don't know i do get i do get what you're saying i would have do not finished at this point well i would probably would have do not finished a lot sooner but like the only reason i finished this book after this point was because and there's a totally a happy ending continued Spoiler to alert. me it wasn't like i was i was like you're dumb for going back to him like that's stupid not safe the opposite of sexy safety it's I no know, it's awful but i love it i don't know i get i get what you're both i get what y'all are saying i mean it sucks it's a shitty move he's not a person though he's not a human and it is stupid that she goes back to him but i think she also realizes he's not a person and he is working on trying to redeem himself. Does it count for anything that she saves the world by making him fall in love with her? I don't know. Yeah, kudos to her, but I don't think she took one for the team with him at the end. She took one for the team. (laughs) I don't think she feels like she has to. I think she wants to. She does want to. I just don't get it. I can't empathize. That's fine. Like I said, I think it's not going to be for everybody. And like I said, I totally understand why people wouldn't like it and why you would DNF huh. it. I get it. Um, but I'm just saying. Can't justify for me, it. I'm okay with it. Like, I, again, not justifying it, not saying it's good, not saying it's okay. I'm just saying for me, I was into, like, their, their yeah. relationship. Okay, like, so I he was lets her go and she's yep. she thinks that's it like he's never gonna stop killing people and she's just gonna try to outrun him uh like go find her family and do her own thing um and so she ends up like going back um or tra- traveling back and just finding out through like strangers and like getting um getting supplies for her own survival that he has like the plagues have stopped and people have stopped dying, and so she knows that he has stopped. Um, yeah, so fast forward, she's, like, living her life, doing her thing. It's been a couple months, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's wonderful. Pestilence just randomly shows up and at her door. Trixie. And Trixie. <laughs> Most importantly, <laughs> Trixie. Yes. They bone, and then he asks her to marry him, at which point, finally, she says, Yes. And yeah, so happy day. He picks a they real have name. A bunch of children. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he picks a name and it's not Victor. Pesty. It's Victor. Unfortunately. Victor. Because he's Pestilence Victor. the Conqueror. I didn't accept that. I don't like I Victor. Like I don't think it fits like, him. That just made him sound pompous. It was just. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. He made her ring out of his armor and crown. That was stupid to me. Stupid cute. Loved it. Crafty. Go to Jared. I loved it. <laughs> Go to Jared. It's like post-apocalyptic times. Like electricity doesn't exist. And Brianna's like, why did you go to Jared? Um, do you guys want to go through like the book discussion? I feel like we really covered like how we felt. Well, we didn't talk about that. Like, okay, so they have kids, whatever. But then like the book ends with Pestilence kind of, like, freaking out because he can sense that his brother, War, has awoken and he's there. Mm-hmm. The end. Okay. The end. And so it sets up – the no. first book sets up – like, each book sets up the next one because 
as we said in the beginning, like what happens if he stops? Well, the next guy. A criticism that I've heard of this series is that it's very repetitive and it totally is, but Mm. it works for me, so I don't care. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Do you you guys want to know my rating? What's Kersey, is your rating a negative number? (laughs) Negative one is my guess. I give, uh, you're you're close. You're close-ish. This book is like a negative five. Aw. Holy shit. Like, I hated this book, and I had a hard time finishing it. I think this is the perfect trooper. I think this is the perfect um, example of, like, how we are so polar opposites. And, like, because you're, like, negative five. I'm, like, positive five. And I feel like she (laughs) doesn't give out, like, fives too often. She doesn't. I'm, like, an easy five. I'm, like, five over here, five over here. There are certain things I don't care for like the writing style and like the way that she would talk like in her head when she was like calling herself like homegirl and like yeah I didn't like that and all this stuff like that was really annoying to me and I I don't think that's good (laughs) it's like if if I could change something about the book it'd probably be that yeah some of her like inner dialogue was annoying I don't know. Um, I think I would give this book a three and a half or four. Um, mainly because it is repetitive. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, God, like, I get it. I get it, you know. Um, but also, this is like, this is not the book's fault. It's the author and the editor. Um, there were so many grammatical and errors and typos oh, yeah. and shit and it was just driving me crazy it was like I, I have to listen to this because i can't read it so i also wanted more of sarah's backstory it just feels like she spawned and was suddenly 20 years agree. old in a firefighter <laughs> i totally agree yeah that's funny i don't no, know I it agree. said she wanted to be into english and go to university and such good for her but that's it yeah, she was yeah, that was like her one personality trait. You know how we were talking last time when about like, oh, Victoria or whatever is into cooking. Like, it felt like very superficial. Like, oh, she likes English. She so read she all recites poems. Most she recited poems like most popular poems, and I'm like, that doesn't mean you yeah. Like it po- felt very surface level, superficial. Um. Yeah. Are we rating? That's what we're doing. I am. Yeah, yeah and if- by the way, the smut was. Fine. It was pretty tame. It was good. There was Boom. it was pretty tame okay. in yeah. comparison to what we've been reading. It wasn't uh, chocked full or anything, but I what no. what we did get, I was I was good with. Um, I didn't think any of it was too cringy. I mean, and I liked this book. I've read it multiple times. I like this series. Um, this is definitely one of those things where when I start, you know, we started this podcast and I said I don't need much. I do not need much. I don't even hmm. need him to be good, apparently. Like, uh, so, yeah. I've read the whole series. I liked all of them except for the next one. I I will not be reading anymore. <laughs> I'm shocked. Kel Surprise. If I just like <laughs> zap out of here, it's because my battery's at like six percent. So let's wrap it up. Push out. Yeah. All right, oh, Kirsty. Yeah, that's my turn. Hit it. Our episodes are bi-weekly, and our next book is Flock by Kate Stewart. Feel free to read along with us before you tune in to our next episode in two weeks. 
Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to us on all major podcasting platforms. Follow us on Instagram at underscore smut underscore your underscore mouth underscore. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating. We would really appreciate it, especially since we're fairly new. Until we read again. Bye. 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 <laughs> Delayed. <laughs>